0: and then whispered in her ear. I want you. I want us together all summer. Huck and I are staying put. You can come visit any time." She jutted her jaw to the side to suppress a smile. No strings. Just come. The family cottage is yours. I never stay there. I've got my own a few miles away. Katie turned to him and propped on her elbow, looking back to make sure Huck was consumed with his cherry pit project. Are you serious? Very, and you'd love it. It's already May, she answered, squinting her eyes at him to gauge his resolve. It is, thank God, George said, upping the challenge. And your teaching seminars are completed, and you've got the summer off. Perfect timing. In the Hamptons, you'd find plenty of students to tutor and time to write your studies. Hood River may be the windsurfing capital of the country but you haven't tried the prevailing winds off the Atlantic. Ever. Katie wrapped strings of grass around her fingers, tighter now that she felt he meant this. Using wind and water to entice me is pretty clever. But are you serious? Very. Aren't the Hamptons just a rich playground where a bunch of people spend too much money? Katie asked. We've discussed this. That's not my thing. All the snobby... I'm not going to lie and say some of the summer people aren't a little over the top, but you make the Hamptons what you want. There are perfectly normal families that have lived out there full time for generations. You can hold the August tomatoes and bite into them like an apple. The shellfish is amazing, and the Atlantic is so much warmer than the Pacific. You mean it. I do. I really do. He kissed her neck softly, sexually in that way he did in the dark. A moment passed. Well, then I'll let it settle a little. I promise. A change is not a crazy idea at this point. She let out in the most noncommittal tone she could. She faced the sun again, wondering if this man was falling for her more than she had understood. Since Huck's father had skipped town before the kid could even sit up, Katie's trajectory was her own design. She could say yes and own a new life plan right this minute if she wanted. We've only known each other for a month, she reminded George. And he replied, four perfect weekends. Why not try a dozen more? Chapter Two, Try to Hang on for the Ride Known as Summertime. Anyone could have predicted that the summer's turmoil would start the moment Kona's rusty jeep blasted through the wooden white entry gates that Saturday night. The car skidded around a rare Japanese tree and screeched to a stop. He marveled at the deep tire tracks he'd made in the cinnamon pebbles, raked like frosting. Luke stepped out from the passenger side first. He swiped his hands down his black pants and stiffened the collar on his white shirt. His handiwork with the iron, now ruined by the riding Kona's damp Jeep. His soft, dark eyes itched from a day in the saltwater water and a trace of white zinc remained in a small patch of stubble on his handsome jaw. He patted down his shaggy mahogany hair, particularly on that stubborn part on the top. No matter how hard he'd worked, nothing felt right. The guys were trying their best, but that didn't extinguish the fish out of water neon signs blinking on their foreheads as they entered the fray of the one 1,000th percenters at the Chase Estate. The mansion, which they'd only seen from the beach shoreline, bulged with impossible weight over the fragile oceanfront dune. The party above was filled with warlocks who controlled every lever of Manhattan's industries, from Wall Street and media to advertising, fashion, and the arts. You think we're dressed right? Luke asked. Hampton's festive might mean those pink ties and blazers. Nah, black and white. Always the safe bet. All good, answered Kona. Years battling waves and climbing up Hawaiian palm trees to pick coconuts had sculpted his burly frame, now sheathed in a wrinkled white button down he'd found in the depths of his dresser. Kona had inherited his Nordic father's bushy blonde eyebrows and blue eyes, and his Hawaiian mother's high cheekbones and caramel skin. When you're tan and good looking and not a fat banker, it doesn't matter what clothes you got on. Fuck these people, we look good. And forget Simone for a night. Come on, let's find you a higher-grade woman. Luke fist-bumped the young valet parking attendant he recognized from town.